<laughs> Eat these bugs. <laughs> are you are you are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone. Welcome back to the funny papers. A show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Your buddy gives good brain? Damn, it's called Doug. <laughs> and Jim. <laughs> Today, we cover episode 47, part two of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. In episode 47, part two's title is Doug's Brainy Buddy. This one rocks. It rocks. <laughs> this one, I love it. We're continuing in the trend of the Doug episodes on racial sciences. Oh my god. This is an episode that is also like, it's, it should be lore-defining, but it isn't. Yes. We've referenced <laughs> yeah. the show. I think this might be the most referenced show on this podcast. This episode? This, this episode, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, please. The most commonly referenced one is Uncle Happy. You oh, know yeah. Good point. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> the one I, I mentioned. I've taken the mask off. Of course, of <laughs> course. Outside of the one true uncle <laughs> and <Yeah>. the grandmas. <laughs> who is clearly the most relevant part of all lore and was not a complete one-off throwaway gag for a instantly forgotten episode. Nope. This, yeah, no. This is, uh, for reference, dear reader, this is the one where Skeeter is revealed to be a genius. Right. Skeeter is a big brain genius in this one, quite literally in one of the fantasies. But, like, I, and it has no consequence, right? No, None. it's never brought up again. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> like, this is interesting insofar as this was a 90s, like, gag they'd occasionally do and they're like okay we don't know what to do with this character well uh the character was secretly super intelligent this whole time we can now maybe use them to do smart people stuff sure and then they would do that then they would use that development yes <laughs> it was kind of a shitty like last minute ass pull on right we didn't give this character enough dimension but you could at least do something with it and in this case they do nothing with it. Yeah. Even inside the episode, they do nothing with it. <laughs> What's also funny is that in the, I know in the later Disney episodes, they also don't do anything with it. They still have Alan Moose to smart characters. Yeah, Alan Moose skip grades and go to high school. Where the fuck are yeah. Alan Moose in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think We've of that. We've already been accepted to a polytechnic university, Doug Funny. I guess. I mean, maybe that's why half the time they're not in the classroom, right? <laughs> like we see when we see pan shots of the classroom. They, they mention a guy that programs his own Jocko. 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 They say Jocko makes his own video games. Maybe that's like an alias of Alan. Oh, they put on sunglasses and leather jackets <laughs> and they go, hey, I'm Jocko, Doug Funny. <laughs> I am also they Jocko. They Shiva, but now they're Jocko. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jocko and Jacko and they and they just look at Doug and, and they're just like smoke cigarettes and ride motorcycles <laughs> and play lead guitar in a band that's true and program their own video games fuck yeah 
<laughs> That's where they are this episode. Okay, that also makes sense. Doug's a huge asshole in this one. Oh, oh yeah. Matt. I think this, is this the one where he's the biggest asshole of all time? I, I mean, I know that's hard competition, but I think this one's uh, up I, there. The handcuff one's pretty bad. When he handcuffs himself to Patty, that one's pretty bad. That one's pretty bad. That one is his most morally reprehensible. I think this is the one where Doug is just pure strain being a jerk. Yeah, I think like, he's the most petty in this one. Well, right? There's also the forbidden episode that we can't talk about anymore. Oh, sure. Okay, but that one's gone. He's, yeah, he's, <laughs> yes. he's, he starts that one out with uh, one of the most holy shit lines sure. yeah. I've ever heard, not just in Doug. Yeah, but, but that, one's du- that one's gone and in the dumpster forever. So <laughs> that's not a part of the canon. <laughs> Doug is slave for a day for those of you viewers who may have forgotten. Oh my god. Well, okay, so let's get into this one. This one begins with so we start in the classroom, right? And Skeeter is just like doing hand puppets by himself in the middle of class, just like screaming at himself while Doug stares at him. As all incredibly <laughs> cool people do constantly. <laughs> he's just like, he's just making sounds and like doing an action scene and not playing with anybody else, just doing a fantasy section by himself. He's doing a giant spider and he's got a pencil and he's firing the pencil as a missile, but oh no, the missile bounces off and um. Sorry, this is now I'm getting into this. Carry on. <laughs> well, I think this is important, right? Because it shows that Skeeter, and we know that Skeeter is like a creative person. And this is like him exercising his creative muscles and his imagination. And this is an episode that's all about intelligence. But in this universe, intelligence is frequently classified as just like math and shit, right? And yeah, knowing, but- knowing trivia. Right. But that's also kind of a thing for uh, like the 90s conception of what being gifted and intelligent was consisted of, well, I guess you're good at math. Okay, so so this, like, we, we've referenced that this is the one where Skeeter's a big brain genius. Maybe it's unintentional that he's, you know, maybe creatively gifted, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the writers are trying to present him here as a simpleton. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But to me, this is like, okay, he's got, like, a, a, a an active imagination, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just because, I mean, if you have a high IQ, it doesn't mean that you're automatically, you have to act like Einstein. Right. Yeah, like, look, it's look also, at us. You brought, no, no, you brought up earlier the thing with the sleeches. Why didn't they have the sleeches do this? And what they are groping awkwardly towards, fumbling in the night like an awkward nerd on his first date, towards. Not that we know that. Not that we know anything about that. Parody, parody, not actionable. That sounds a nice. <laughs> we definitely know what sex is. Anyway. I'm having it right now. <laughs> But what they are moving towards is the idea that maybe you can be smart in some areas and dumb in others, and that's not a bad thing. Except for they have to have the Sleeches out of this one, because the Sleeches' entire character is, we act in the way that is culturally associated with being smart, i.e. autistic as balls, and therefore we are the smart ones. Since Skeeter does not act autistic as balls, since he has demonstrated that he has more social awareness than Doug, he can't be smart, because being smart and knowing how to socialize can't belong to the same person. Hmm, indeed, indeed. Well, so, unfortunately, in in direct opposition to that, uh, everyone here in this classroom is, is getting letters from Mrs. Wingo that have apparently have the results of the intelligence test that the entire class just took. 
you'll you'll note that it says on the piece of paper IQ test. <laughs> We're gonna have a couple of problems coming up here. <laughs> yep, oh boy, a few, in fact. Wow, man, a letter from Mrs. Wingo. Cool. Well, actually, Skeeter, I think these are the scores of that intelligence test we took last week. That thing was a test? Boy, good thing I didn't know. I always choke on tests. They give me the ooglies. Then Doug opens up his and sees that he got the score of 565, which he says is awesome. He's like, oh boy. If that is his IQ test, yes, that awesome is an understatement. <laughs> you also see on the piece of paper that the average score is 120. Yes. That means, I mean, Doug is like 30 standard deviations away from the average. <laughs> yeah. Doug is according to this. Also, like, here's your just complete fucker on this one. Yes, the average IQ is 120. You know, that thing that IQ tests are designed to do where the average is 100. No. It's 120 now. 100 equals 120. One-fifth of an hour equals oh. 10 minutes. Oh. Time and numbers are sick. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that the scale is the same on this one? The, the one-fifth of saying an hour? That, like, I'm saying that this can't be an IQ test. Because definitionally, the way an IQ <laughs> test is set up, the average score is 100, and they say in this one, the average score is 120. But the weird thing about this is that the perfect score is 1,000, You right? also cannot get a perfect score in an IQ test. But That's hang not on. not how it works, correct. If, if the top score, the perfect score is 1,000, and the average score is 120, what the hell is this test? <laughs> like yeah, everybody... I'm kind of thinking that maybe Doug... We know he can't read. Sure. Maybe he, got, yes. maybe he just got a 65 or a 56, and he just repeated one of the numbers. Oh, yeah. maybe. He was like, oh, this, this, maybe, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just saw the five, and then he's like, oh, the five also goes in the front, because, you know, that's how the number works. <laughs> you got to read it front to back and then back to front. <laughs> but I do like this because it does establish for a moment one that this IQ test, above all else, is absolute horse shit which don't tell anybody that is in fact how all iq tests forever have worked <laughs> yes like an iq test does not measure your intelligence if you ever get into a debate lord about that's telling you about iq tests an iq test only measures your ability to take an iq test i did really yes. good on an iq test when i took one in college <laughs> yeah hey uh you want if you want i can tell you why that was why? Because I'm a big brain genius? Yes. You're yes. also very similar to the people who wrote the test. Yes! That means I'm the best. <laughs> because there's a core problem. Like, the classic example of this, and I forget if I've brought this up before, so apologies, but I'm repeating myself, is they call it the regatta problem. Is that like the cheese? No, actually. <laughs> you know what a regatta is. <laughs> no, it's but I feel like you're going to tell me. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. You're now one question stupider than anybody who grew up on the eastern seaboard and had a wealthy family. Oh. Because one of the classic IQ test questions was the question, runner is to race as blank is to regatta. Now, if you're from a part of the country Jeez. where... 
<laughs> yeah, where cheese is terragata. Yes, exactly. If you're from Walk. part of a country where uh, boats video are game <laughs> Magic uh, Gathering. Yes. Doug. I'm bo- I'm bored. Can I watch TV? <laughs> you can can you guess which member of this podcast is Texan? Anyway. The deal a regatta is a boat race, and it's a major feature of the social calendar on like the eastern seaboard, like Sundays are for boat races for rich people, and even poor people occasionally go down to watch them because, hey, there's a chance some of the rich people will sink and it'll be funny. Okay. On IQ tests, where they asked the regatta question, miraculously, everywhere that wasn't the eastern seaboard was about one question stupider. Damn. And so, this demonstrates the problem when you're writing a test for intelligence, you have to ask what intelligence is first. And our answers to that are many, varied, and complicated, but they all end up being an awful lot like, do they think like I do? So what, what in this, if this is the case for this test, what would they have put on the test to make it so that Skeeter gets a perfect score and Doug gets a far above average score? <laughs> I, it's impossible. Like, it, that, there's no way Beats trivia could... It's all Beats trivia This oh. was written by the Beats It's Beats trivia and, like, truck sounds <laughs> Yes It's just, yeah, it's just animal sounds <laughs> A woog Cow goes moo well, that's what, that's what Skeeter does all the time, including in this one where he just starts like honking and spinning his head around and making police sounds after <laughs> Skeeter says he's a genius. What are the events of the Quail Man at Silver Skeeter crossover comic? Right. <laughs> what, are, what are the magic words to open handcuffs? <laughs> oh, Doug, who do you have a crush on? And he couldn't answer it. So he got he, he lost five hundred points. <laughs> a pork chop. <laughs> what does Roger's body look like? Oh, this is kind of a tangent, but I, again, this this might be a from Texas thing. Oh boy, Did you guys ever get like? Military aptitude tests? No. <laughs> that's what IQ that's how IQ tests started. Oh. Like yeah, IQ tests. In, uh, in in my high school, they had as part of the standardized testing this like uh it was a series of like seven tests. Yeah, I had this too. And they and they give it to the military and it's it was kind of funny because like six of them are like just general issue, you know, like math and English and whatever. But the seventh one is like mechanic shit. Hmm. Like it's for people that like are know uh, uh, stuff about engines and HVACs and whatnot. Interesting. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Like the IQ test in America got started as part of the draft for World War II. And it was exclusively as a test every recruit had to take to determine whether or not the army could trust this person to do paperwork. Damn, well, Skeeter's that hella good at it. the only thing it was designed to do. And then from there, kind of like a piece of code that worked in an earlier project, it got ported forward to the point that people were talking about. Why is it that everybody who doesn't know what a regatta is... Everywhere that the social calendar doesn't include a lot of rich people fucking around on boats, all of them are just a little bit stupider. I wonder what that's about.
It's because if you grew up on the East Coast, you're smarter. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Easy so- problem solved. Next if you, question. If you eat fine cheese like a regatta, <laughs> <laughs> then you've got a bigger If you brain. have sailed the seas on a boat made of cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's a good poem. Mom, I'm tired. Can I wash the Rugrats now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got to get this boy in. He's a genius. He knows the Rugrats is a good show. <laughs> we must study his skull. Oh, my God. Oh, and okay, hang on. Also talking about just like the weird things about this paper for the uh for this test. The the paper also shows a graph of the average scores and it's just a bell curve with the it, with the yeah. center in the middle. Yeah, there, yeah there's so- there's no way. Like there's what is the standard deviation if the average is 120? <laughs> it turns out that this is the only IQ test that goes down to negative 937. Oh, my God. No one's sure how they got that number. <laughs> yeah, it has to be negative scores if, that's, if 120 is the average. It's got to be, right? <laughs> yeah, it goes down to negative 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> that means that Doug is an extra brain genius. Uh, Jesus. Oh yeah, Doug is still a brain genius. Well, that that would be a situation where like if the numbers go negative, Doug is slightly less of a brain genius than he is if 0 is the lowest you can go. <laughs> Oh, well, so they say that they they see this. They see that uh Skeeter has gotten a perfect 1000 score. And Doug is like, well, obviously that's wrong. There must just be a mix-up. Yeah, my friend's a stupid idiot. (laughs) Obviously it's wrong. You got a 1,000. I got a 565, Skeeter. Seriously. There's no way that any of this is correct. And Doug's only evidence for this, well, other than just knowing his friend's a moron, is that they spelled Skeeter's name Mosquito Valentino instead of Valentine. And that's the part that Skeeter notices first. He's like, oh, man. And then Doug says, Look, Skeet, if you got a bad score, it doesn't necessarily mean you're dumb or anything. Which is the moral in reverse. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of is. If you just replace the word dumb with smart, that's the moral. (laughs) Very good. Well, I also need to point out that on the test where it says Skeeter Mosquito Valentino, it has his address right under that. Yeah. (laughs) Just, Just keep that in mind. Yeah, his address is 1492 Ocean Blue. Jokes. It's a joke. (laughs) but yeah yeah so it's definitely him because it's got his real address on it right right but doug is just like oh this must be a different person that lives at skeeter's house right it must be dale (laughs) (laughs) he must be maybe it is dale maybe dale his real last name is valentino this is an incredibly high concept bit but it's been more successful than many of the rest of them (laughs) fuck you doug Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so, so as they're debating about whether or not Skeeter's a genius, and Skeeter is just spinning his head around making police sounds. Uh, oh, the, the perfect brain. <laughs> yes. Uh, Skeeter gets called into Mr. Bone's office. And Doug is like, well, all right, I guess I'll go. It must be because they want to give him his real test score. So I'll go wait outside to support him. 
And so Doug waits outside. They're not in Mr. Bones' office. They're actually in the principal's office, Mr. Butt Savage's office. Uh-huh. The door opens while Doug is waiting, and somebody named Mr. Steel comes out of Bone's office, screaming that Skeeter is a massive genius, and they totally want him, and like, Bone is actually nice here, he's supportive, he says that it's Skeeter's decision what he does with his future, which is like, the most supportive thing I think we've heard in all of Doug. <laughs> yeah, it's all, yeah. it's leagues and bounds ahead of Doug right now. <laughs> yeah. Also, Steel, I, I I was just like, this is definitely a military guy. But I was also <laughs> laughing at, like, a Hollywood agent trying to recruit him because he got a good IQ test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we heard that this particular student has a gigantic brain. We must <laughs> cast him in an extremely dumb gimmick. Yes. Well, no, we need him to star in the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> Our whole universe is in. <laughs> well, we know it's a science young guy. Young Sheldo. Yes, he need <laughs> young Sheldo. But we know it's a that science guy. That we all know and love. Honk, honk. Oh, my God. But we know it's a science guy because while he's talking, you can hear, like, science noises in the background of his voice. Ah, of course. <laughs> yes. He's a genius, Bone, and we want him. Yes, well, we're going to have to leave that up to him, Mr. Steele. And I warn you, we won't take no for an answer. And I think what those are from is they, we, Doug sticks his head into Mr. Butt Savage's office, which is fully dark. No lights are on in Mr. Butt Savage's office. Yeah, uh, Mr. Butt Savage has like a, a brain laboratory in the back <laughs> of his office. And it's enormous. His, his office is enormous. And it's fully dark. And there are scientists in there measuring Skeeter's brain. So... I, uh, before I saw these scientists in my notes, I put, it's the caliper squad. And then they fucking pull out calipers. Uh-huh. Yep, it's craniometrics time, baby. You guys want to go into what that deal is? I imagine one of you two had a sidebar about this. Sam, you want it? It's, I mean, it's just, back when they nobody knew anything about anything, they thought, <laughs> well, if you could just measure the skull of somebody, you can tell what their personality is going to be. Uh, what what I forgot what the name of the science was. The craniometrics, craniometrics. phrenology, phrenology, is phrenology. The, uh, yeah. Yes, they called it phrenology. And guess guess what? All the people that uh, the upper ruling class despised uh, came out to be stupid under a phrenology. <laughs> oh, oh my god! That was a god. weird coincidence. <laughs> yeah, no. There's these great diagrams I can show you of the uh, sim- the highly advanced Anglo brain. Versus the horrible, degenerate, and fundamentally incapable of functioning Irish brain. Oh this happens God. in Django Unchained. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio character has a long spiel about uh, uh, craniometry or whatever the fuck yeah, it's like, called. Because right. there's this whole, like, does not matter where you go in history... There is always somebody trying to justify why it's okay that we use these people as expendable machinery. Right. God. And why we are ordained by God and science, because there's always some people who are a little uncomfortable with the God side of things, the, to reign over these people as their right-wise superiors. Right, it's just logic, baby. It's uh, the science Logic, for facts, itself. and reason. By the way, <laughs> if only there was somebody who ever done some kind of critique of pure reason (laughs) that's called foreshadowing dear viewer indeed 
Well, so they also do combine the, I guess maybe it's supposed to be showing this as a stupid test though, because the next test they have Skeeter do is the ink blot test. Like the thing of, you know, look at this piece of, this piece of paper with ink blots on it and tell vagina, us what you see. Vagina, vagina, bunch of dicks, <laughs> vagina. Done. Can I go uh, Garfield, home? Garfield with tits, Garfield with tits, <laughs> Sonic without tits, Sonic with tits. Oh my god. Can I watch the Rugrats now? <laughs> <laughs> I see my two friends, Sam and Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in the nut house. <laughs> yeah, no. You're the weird one here, not us. Yeah, makes sense. Now, obviously, ink blots are not for intelligence. Right. They're, um, they're for psychoanalytics right yeah like there's there's some weird psychology stuff just like okay what you see maybe reflects on you it's they're kind of voodoo yeah i mean it's like you know it's maybe it goes into like what you think about most often like what things are on your mind and what things you value right so but it's certainly not something that can be used for an intelligence test they're very subjective on purpose how many times does he reference TV characters? Yeah. <laughs> How many times does he reference TV characters with large breasts? Oh, my God. <laughs> He's so uh, smart, Genius folks. versus super genius. That's the <laughs> distinction. Well, if you see cartoon characters, you get a 556. If you see cartoon characters with titties, you get a 1,000. There you go. Well, that's not what Skeeter sees, so maybe that's what they're writing down in their paper. They're like, maybe our <laughs> test is flawed. <laughs> Uh, well, Bone tells Doug to fuck off because D- Skeeter is busy, and Doug is like, something's up. They think he's a genius, but he's not. He's a <laughs> he's fucking too- moron. He's a goddamn <laughs> idiot. <laughs> he's my I friend. like my friend. <laughs> and they they cut to uh, Doug, like, they're walking back to Doug's house, Uh, And Skeeter says that the whole thing that they were doing was they were measuring his IQ, which went way off the scale, they say. And some dude from the Tri-County College wants to recruit him. how IQ (laughs) works. You already did the test. (laughs) Yeah. You already got on the scale, notably high, but on the scale. Did they call it an IQ test in this episode? I saw it's on the piece of it's on the paperwork, I know, but did they call it an IQ test? They didn't call it an IQ test, but Skeeter says that they were measuring his IQ, which okay. was way off the scale. So I I mean, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Also, this is the part where, hey, my grad degree actually comes in useful. Oh no. Um, <laughs> the Get out of why here. <laughs> IQ the, there's a on top of the structural reasons why iq sucked i went over before there's also the mathematical reason why it sucks the math that they use to do iq tests the reason why it's called intelligence quotient is because principal component analysis the mathematics used to achieve your iq score is the mathematical equivalent of a blender an incredibly powerful blender full of smoothies yes (laughs) and here's the thing It's a blender that is so powerful, it's basically useless because it does not matter what you put in the blender, no matter what you put in, it will feed out a common number. It says, well, if all these things are connected, this is how much of that connected thing is coming on. So you can feed principal component analysis, your shoe size, the barometric pressure in Bloomington, Indiana... And I don't know how many times Donald Trump tweeted this time last year. And it will find an underlying common factor. 
Now, does that number mean a goddamn thing? No, not in the least. Principal component analysis needs every single fucking question that you ask to be linked to the same concept. And so if you ask one fucking question that doesn't have to do with intelligence, IQ means nothing. Jim, as soon as you said those big words that I already forgot, a cartoon <laughs> a cartoon cow started dancing in my head and playing a jig. Congratulations, we're getting you to advanced degree placement immediately. Yeah, I just heard I just heard Skeeter going <laughs> That means that your brains have become suitably powerful and also you've been my friends for over ten years at this point. <laughs> where, where we know when to do now. <laughs> yeah, your self-defense it's like the blast sheet. Shields dropped to prevent you from serious damage. A friendly bear has now joined the cow, and the bear <laughs> is blowing on a jug. <laughs> oh, man, good. Well, so Doug is like, you know, why didn't you tell him it wasn't your test? Because you're a big idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like there's this there's this very weird like thing where Doug wasn't doesn't want to tell him he's stupid but does want to tell him he's stupid. He's like only people who wear thick glasses and pocket protectors and read books are geniuses. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just like uh, isn't, he's just telling. If you don't have the cultural signifiers of being smart. It's impossible that you could be smart. Why? Yes, I'm in Richmond, Virginia, capital of the Confederacy. Why do you ask? <laughs> Well, it's a good thing Skeeter does have those signifiers, because he says, look over here, Doug, I've got a bunch of books you've never noticed before. <laughs> and have never been shown before, so okay. <laughs> I mean, did he have the bookshelves in previous episodes, right? I don't remember I don't, seeing them. I, d- I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe they just came out of nowhere. Uh, well, it shows us what books Skeeter has on said bookshelf. Uh, he has the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Legit, if a little out of date. The contemplations of Freud. Way out of date, holy shit. <laughs> He's got the complete book of something illnesses. I couldn't make out what the something was. I think it's uncurable, which, okay, good to have some light reading. <laughs> uh, Unsolved got- is what it says. Oh, okay. Okay. He's got Orlando Furioso. Sam, do you have any idea what that is? I'm pretty sure that book is just called Orlando. I think oh. Orlando Furioso is the name of the character in it, um, but it's about uh, a person that switches genders throughout okay. history and, and is immortal. Interesting. Uh, he's got the Bucktooth Boys on Mars. <laughs> Genius work of fiction. Yes, that's that one. Definitely is, you know. real and exists. He's got the Principa Mathematica. Why the fuck? <laughs> what is that? It's in Latin. <laughs> that's because it's what smart people have. Like, it's Principia uh-huh, Math. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. that's like the book on math from like the 18th century. Like, nobody fucking uses it. It's in the same way that we think that they found Miskatonic U by just looking up evil university. I think we just yes. looked up a smart math book. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Orlando Furioso is a. Uh, it's a lo- it's a very long poem written in like the 1500s. Okay, huh. perfect. <laughs> well, he's also got enzymes throughout time. Somebody just had recently <laughs> heard the word enzyme and wanted to sound smart. Yep. And he's got the history of everything, volumes like one through eight. I thought that came out later than 1992. Weird. <laughs> 
where is this prime a strategy guide for perfect dark <laughs> yeah. yeah it's true where's the prime strategy guide for space monks oh. he absolutely has the prime strategy guide for space monks Doug probably stole it all the all real geniuses play video games true yeah. i mean skeeter does he loves them but he also has a critique of pure reason <laughs> by emmanuel there we go <laughs> Here we go. Are you guys cracking your knuckles? I don't want to do this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one's an absolute mess, but please describe Doug's interaction with this first. Well, sure. Doug, the, the, the only book out of all of these that Doug calls out is the Bucktooth Boys. He's like, that ain't that ain't good shit. That's for That's, idiots. It's the only one you can read because it's yeah. also a picture book. It is. It's like, I recognize those, those arcane symbols. <laughs> it's got pictures in it. <laughs> but Doug, then he they he they pull out the critique of pure reason, right? That's the only book that they actually pull out. And Doug reads it. The possibility of apodictic apodictic principles. Well, what's that? One second, one second. Apple dick pick. <laughs> that's when you. That's when, is, when you take a picture of your dick with an iPhone. Thank you. Oh, I see, and it's a possibility because it's a possibility in the future. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God! Thank that's you. this was they were predicting the future of technology. <laughs> Yeah, no, because that's the opposite of how this one works. He's talking about non-analytic reason. He's talking about uh, as opposed to synthetic reason. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, Skeeter is like, he, he's like, what does this mean? And Skeeter just goes into this diatribe about how it's dumb. Be, he like he says why he doesn't agree with it. Which he is correct to, by the way. It's absolute horse shit. What is? The okay, first, reason? Okay, first apodictic or whatever the hell apple dip apple dick pick yes is that's right person being a smart ass for obviously and anytime somebody starts an argument with obviously and then goes on to the rest of it they're trying to pull a fast one speaking of us being jim's friends for years yep <laughs> whereas if you start with actually all, oh. the, all the people involved in the argument will love you and you'll get laid off of it good point correct but yeah the thing that he's going on t- into here is i had to look this up because it's dumb as shit okay and the core of it is that uh a lot of like renaissance philosophy was and immediately post renaissance philosophy was about trying to figure out how okay we've got all this scientific method shit is there any way we can still justify god existing through pure logic and immanuel kant's take is yes there are things that are obviously true but that we don't learn by experiencing them And his example for this, and I apologize because this is incredibly stupid, (laughs) is how do you know that 5 plus 7 equals 12? Because 5 does not contain 12, and 7 does not contain 12. So therefore, how do you know that 5 and 7 create 12? Because my mom told me. Yeah, my mom's right. Right, my mom's never (laughs) been wrong. (laughs) Yep, and uh, as Skeeter goes into... 
like he tries to explain why he thinks this is bullshit. It's mostly drowned out by Doug losing his mind. But basically, yeah, Doug that- is just going. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> He's doing the thing I I'm doing with the uh, jam band animals. Except instead of instead of jam band animals, Doug gets swirl eyes and he thinks about books. The square root of thirty two, thirty six <laughs> to the third times two, and E equals M C squared. <laughs> This is what he thinks about math in response to some guy saying, well, because we kind of think we know what inertia is without having run places. That means God's a thing, right? Well, I mean, he's using the word oddly here because he wants to prove an a priori body of synthetic knowledge is exhibited in the general doctrine of motion. Because he wants to prove an a priori body of well, wait, so does that mean, if you're saying the, the 5 plus 7 uh, argument, like, then that means Doug's sort of on track by thinking about math. Sort Except of. Except for we, he's not discussing the math bit of it. Doug has accidentally stumbled into sort of an okay direction, but basically the core of it is that Immanuel Kant is trying to argue that, okay, so the way you know that 5 plus 7 is 12 is, well, you didn't puzzle that out, you just kind of know it. That's pure math. You just know that's how it works because that's how it works. Clearly, when you think God's around, it works by the same principles. Okay. This is stupid. Okay. Uh, yeah, Doug calls it gobbledygook, and he is right for the first time in the history of this show. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he Skeeter says- even agrees with him that, yeah, no, Skeeter does not agree with Emmanuel Kant's argument here, and you know what? After having looked this up on Wikipedia, I'm with him. <laughs> yeah, he says that uh, he takes it as a given that universality and necessity can't be reached by empirical processes. Is that right, Jim? Um, he takes <laughs> it as a given. The jam and, band. And, yeah, <laughs> Jim. He takes it as a given, and as a result, <laughs> my argument is more like can't get laid. Oh Thank my you. god. <laughs> Jam Van is dispersed. <laughs> because Jim made a joke. <laughs> yes. Goodbye. <laughs> you just stay on call though. Pardon me. <laughs> we I need paid you for the entire night. <laughs> Bring the pizza. Pardon me. More like a man you all can't get some bitches. There oh we go. My that gets God. the full name in there. We have to make the full thing work out. <laughs> the, the bear sticks his head back in and he's just like, you want me to stay a little extra? <laughs> Please, come dance for us, bear. We need the help. I got another show in an hour. <laughs> Look, we can promise you a chance to watch Doug climbing around on a tree and hooting, Bear. Goodbye. <laughs> the, uh, the jam band is trying to unionize, and they have been fired. Oh, my God. Well, to that end, Doug imagines Skeeter's big genius brain expanding. He literally gets big brain. Damn. Yes. Good genes. And then Doug... Oh, God. R.I.P. Donald Trump stung to death by wasps. And then Doug is just, he just shakes his head up out of this fantasy, and Doug's just like, I gotta go, nerd. (laughs) And he just takes the book without asking. No, yeah, he takes the book without asking, and now Skeeter has tied his fingers together. (laughs) Which, you know. My friend is so stupid. (laughs) 
Well, Doug imagines to himself how Skeeter got this way, how he became as smart as he is. And he imagines... Genes, good genes. Well, he imagines how he got those good genes, other than his parents fucking. Uh, He imagines baby Skeeter in his crib being hooked up to a brain machine next to his frowning parents and a scientist. Like, his parents do not look into this experiment at all. No. And then Skeeter's dad, who's, remember, he's the angry guy who usually forgets what nouns are. Uh, He just, like, dumps coffee on the machine, which it starts sparking, and then Skeeter starts saying equations while also honk-honking out of nowhere. He wasn't saying words at all, and now he's saying equations and also having verbal tics. But then, like, why would his, like, his his wife is suddenly mad at, at Skeeter's dad? Like, why would you be mad at that? How dare you interfere with the genetic super soldier program? <laughs> you just created a wonderkin. Well, maybe it was that he was supposed to get buff as hell and not smart. Oh, yeah, he wanted to be good at sports. Yeah, he was gonna, maybe it was supposed to turn him into the silver Skeeter, and now he's just smart, which is lame. <laughs> Now he's just library, Skeeter. Oh, now he's like, Quail Man sucks. <laughs> What's this gizmo do? <laughs> Concerning relations of calm. <laughs> Grounded upon a priori. Cool, man. Necessity. <laughs> and the, the scientist does not look disturbed at all. He's just like, oh, very interesting. Whereas Skeeter's dad blushes and shrugs. Oops. <laughs> What's that uh, thing where uh, your kid can't think so good anymore? <laughs> oh. It's that thing. It's on the spectrum. Oh, it's no. like trains. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. It's called being very cool, dear. Yes. Well, Doug says that he spent the whole night looking up every word in a critique of pure reason in the dictionary. Don't do homework on your own, you loser. <laughs> also, philosophers are noteworthy for the fact that they don't use words the way everybody else does. Like, sure. as Skeeter commented, he's using the word in a bit of a weird context because he's got an axe to grind. Right. There's never been a philosopher that's been right about anything. Oh, okay. Just go back go back to the comic books. What about uh us here on this show? We're anti-philosophers. We're too cool for philosophy. No, we're, we're philosopher kings as prophesied by Sophocles in the original document that is the foundation of western civilization, the comic book Watchmen. I I am that philosopher that just carries a bowl around and shits in the street. Oh, what's Diogenes. his name again? I Diogenes yeah, kicks Diog- so much ass. <laughs> that's me. Okay, that's I'm, the only philosopher that's right. I'm the one who has to follow Diogenes around, being like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess." <laughs> you're you're the you're the person that has to clean up all the messes. That he makes. <laughs> I'm the one. I'm the one at the front of the uh, uh the like whatever the Senate Hall is just like yeah. Hey, Diogenes, it's good to see you again. All right, <laughs> see you later. I'm just on the wall. I'm just like, God oh, dang. Well, the entire Greek Senate, which is definitely a thing that exists, just all standing by like, oh, I love this one. At least he brings in the revenue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Well, Doug, he shows up to school the next day super tired because I guess he read this book out of spite because he's just like, oh, Skeeter can't be smarter than me. Yeah, I'm very smart. And he's just so tired, so tired and so doesn't have anything in the tank and nothing (laughs) happens as a result of this. It's just a complete waste of a shot. He's just reading the book out loud in class to nobody. (laughs) Skeeter is not there. Yeah, someone else is trying to read out of the book out loud, and Doug's just like... (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Wingo at the front is trying to tell them about insect mating rituals again. Doug, Doug, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Doug, nobody cares. (laughs) And so then it's lunchtime suddenly, and BB comes by to tell Doug and Connie that Skeeter is in college now, and she heard that from Skunky Beaumont, who we haven't heard from in a long time. Skunky Beaumont graduated and went to college. That's where you go after grade school. Yes. And everyone is impressed, including Roger. Everybody is like, like, so, like, Skeeter comes over at lunch, right? He comes over and he's like, hey, I, I actually am in college. And Doug, is, Doug was just like, see, he's not in college. I tried to tell him, Skeet. I tried to tell him, and then Skeeter's like, uh, yeah, I went to, school. I went to college. <laughs> and Doug's like, what? <laughs> and everyone is impressed, including Roger. Like, Roger's like, hell yeah, dude, you're in college, right? Like, everyone in the school is supportive of Skeeter except for Doug. Except his best friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> Including their fucking bully. <laughs> and, and Skeeter is like, yeah, there's tons of smart people there. Including Jocko, who makes his own video games. This man is definitely going to go to federal prison later. <laughs> we're, we're all Jocko. Yeah, I, we, it's definitely the Sleeches, right? Jocko has to be one of the Sleeches. <laughs> Yeah, they got let out of jail for hacking the FBI on good behavior, quote unquote. Right. They have to make video. They have to work for the the uh, the the Glorac Corporation to, for free. They have to make sure their video games they make all have like uh, '90s era ransomware on them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. They're just they're just making like Bitcoin farming rigs on them. <laughs> Oh, well, Doug frowns and screams at Skeeter instead of congratulating him like everyone else. So, you're saying the school isn't good enough for you? No, no, I didn't say that, man. I just said, or maybe we're not good enough for you. Huh? Or maybe we're just too dumb. Huh? Pretty much, yeah. What? What? You're kind of a piece of shit, Doug. I am significantly better than you are. And frankly, jealousy is a disease, bench. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, the school isn't good enough for him if he's too smart for it, right? Like, frankly, that is correct and should yeah, be treated uh-huh. as such. Yeah, and, and Doug should be happy as first friend. And it's not like, it's clearly not like he won't see him anymore because he'll live in the same town. And apparently, he can show up at lunch and. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the upside college is your schedule is a lot more flexible. Oh, well, apparently not, because they go back and forth for a little bit, 
and then Doug bumbles a comeback, and then Skeeter makes fun of him, and then everyone laughs their ass off at this. It's awesome. It's <laughs> so fucking good. Because Skeeter and everybody, just including Patty, start cracking yeah, up Skeeter's at Skeeter's like, oh, good comeback. You're way too smart for me. <laughs> hey, man, what's your problem? What's your problem? No, what's your problem? I... What's your problem? Ooh, good comeback! I guess you're way too smart for me! <laughs> first time anybody has ever actually... Well, first time Doug's been actively on the attack and had himself be shut down. Yeah! Beautiful. We love to see it, folks. Usually he's playing this exact comeback to Roger, but in this moment, he gets it thrown in this exact thing in his face. I just fucking love that Patty laughs at his ass. Yeah. Mwah. It's so good. It's so tasty. Oh, and then so Roger comes over and tells Doug to fucking punch Skeeter. <laughs> I finally incarnated after you trapped me in hell for several weeks, funny. <laughs> My new contract. separated from the brains of the organization. I am now a creature of pure id. <laughs> I exist only to cause violence now, funny. This is the pact I have sworn. The two things he does is first congratulate his former half, the Skeeter. He congratulates Skeeter, and then he tells Doug to fucking punch him. Kill, <laughs> funny. Kill says, for Mr. Dudenhofer. <laughs> he says, let's see some blood. <laughs> and, Folks, and, don't we love to hear about blood? And then Doug just throws the critique of pure reason book at Skeeter and runs off. And he tells him to take his great super brain and go to college. Thank you. I will. Good day. Yeah, that's more or less what happened. <laughs> He's just like, all right. The episode just ends right there. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's the end of Doug entirely. Like there's never another episode. <laughs> The credits are just entirely silent, and it usually it has Doug waving, but he's just, like, staring off into the distance. Or instead of Doug waving, it's Skeeter doing homework at college. <laughs> <laughs> and and high-fiving Jocko. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I wanted to meet Jocko. That's the only thing that this episode has a... Uh a knock against i know knock against us we don't get to see jocko we look that's why we get to invent that it's the sleeches in leather right. jackets and aviators and smoking cigarettes exactly <laughs> real jocko could never live up to the expectations that we're creating for right oh <laughs> uh, well now we go into the fantasy zone and it is skeeter as a professor giving like a speech and he's talking about training a, a brain using operant conditioning effectively uh, and he says that the only thing limiting them is the neural cortex and then gentlemen it's finally happened we have <laughs> diaper doug doug is yes. diaper the fuck up <laughs> finally <laughs> finally Skeeter. after so many years jenkins answered our letters skinner pulls back a sheet to reveal that his grand experiment is done in a diaper slamming buttons on a console just pissing and shitting everywhere because thanks to the shit that skeeter was saying earlier this is his demonstration of the fact that doug just has too small a skull 
skull to be good <laughs> at thinking good. Uh, <laughs> this is and- Doug. And recall, let's go for the weird on this one. Oh, boy. Recall the that there's diaper. always been a certain degree <laughs> of, uh, wait, is Skeeter black going on? Hey, uh, so this is a white guy freaking out at the thought that his black friend might be smarter than him oh, and imagining man. himself being put in a diaper and treated like a monkey because he is dumber mm. than his friend. Oh, no. The only way that that could get even more uh, explicit is my piece of best word here is that if after he like gives Doug a hug, he starts making out with Patty. <laughs> God. <laughs> And we did have Patty laughing at the fact that uh, he was putting him down earlier. The slam a Joe. God. So, yeah, well, there's a little bit of subtext going on here. Well, and Doug is just crapping himself the entire time. Yeah, Doug you, is. You can't tell him he's not because he's being <laughs> hit by the diaper. Right. And it's a diaper that is like a little bit bigger than a normal diaper, so it's got extra pockets for the poopy in it. Right. It's full of our. It's already full poopy. <laughs> oh, hey, Doug man, you came back sooner than I'd anticipated. Thanks. I don't usually <laughs> use you guys. <laughs> and, and Skeeter tells us he he hands Doug a treat and they hug. And everyone in the audience claps while yelling indeed, even though the experiment doesn't demonstrate anything. Because he's Doug is pushing buttons on this console, but not in like any particular order, right? He's not doing anything training worthy. And so this experiment demonstrates nothing. That shows that Doug can push button. <laughs> sure. And that he freaks out and can be told that he's a good boy by his friend. And that he can fill a diaper and not tear it off. <laughs> we potty trained. We po- Maybe that was his, uh, his experiment, <laughs> potty training Doug. Maybe it was. <laughs> well, we go back to the real world where Doug is now in his room tearing down. He, he says that he's got to take away the things from his room that, rem- that remind him of his former best friend. And he tears down a picture of him and Skeeter from his bulletin board. But also on this bulletin board is an envelope that is from Doug. Like, it has Doug's return address in the corner, but on the sending address is the fucking Ponzi publishing address. Yep. (laughs) So he never actually mailed it. Uh, Right? (laughs) uh, I didn't notice that. So maybe he did get it back from the mail pile. Remember that episode when the guys were just like, hey, idiot, don't mail this in. I think that he just got another Ponzi publishing letter and he decided he was going to just put it up there as a reminder to himself for being such a big, dumb, stupid pants. Maybe. Right, to remind himself to never spend half of his college tuition ever again. (laughs) Yes, the $50, the entire half of his college tuition. That's right. God. Well, Doug says he starts to just pull down everything from his wall. He, like, wads up a Beats poster and throws away Beats tapes and a Smash Adams decoder belt buckle and a clothes hanger. They're all the things that remind him of Skeeter. The clothes hanger is inexplicable to me. 
Well, maybe that's where he hung up the Skeeter's clothes. <laughs> maybe he wore... You realize Skeeter. this adds further questions, yes? <laughs> no, nah, maybe he's got to keep them for when they got to do their dress like each other day that everyone right. does. This is, this is when uh, he stored Skeeter's Dylan Farnham clothes. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. And then the next week when he dressed like Skeeter. Right, exactly. That's why it's just an empty clothes hanger now, because it's when he let Skeeter borrow his clothes and then forgot about it. (laughs) Well, effectively it comes out that everything in his room reminds him of Skeeter, including his banjo, and he just throws it all away. And Judy takes his Walkman. (laughs) Well, Doug realizes that he's just being jealous. He's just being an asshole. And Porkchop agrees with him and nods and says, "Uh uh-huh. Also (laughs) notice that he took literally everything out of his room. Uh Uh-huh. Like, there's not Uh. a single aspect of his character evidently doesn't relate to his friend. Which is funny, because if you think about it, what do we know about Doug and Skeeter's relationship beyond the fact that they are friends? Skeeter knows about the beat. Yep, Skeeter knows about the beats. And... Comics. They do comics. Skeeter loves comics. Doug does. Doug does. Skeeter doesn't really care. Doesn't he? No, Skeeter's the the one who... Silver Skeeter. Yeah, he's a Silver Skeeter. Yeah, he created the Silver Skeeter, but there was the entire thing in the uh, comic book episode where uh, he's the one who's like, hey, wait, isn't that that comic you really wanted, Doug? Shut up, Skeeter. Yeah, well, what else do they like to do together? They just like to hang out. They like to make movies and play pretend. Yes. And they like so, to go to the Honker Burger. Yeah, they like shakes. Do they like looking at Monk Monk? Like, he took away everything that got that reminded him of <laughs> oh. Todd the God. There'd be less in the room. <laughs> oh, yeah, good question. What if Monk Monk is still under the bed? <laughs> that's one of the biggest problems this episode. We don't get enough Monk Monk. I know, that's the problem with or every Todd. episode. Yeah, or, or Todd. Todd. I wonder if Todd comes back in Disney. There's episodes. no fucking well, it's way clearly no back. longer Thursday. It's been Thursday for the first <laughs> yeah. and last time. God. Well, Doug, he's like, oh shit, I'm just being an asshole. In the first moment of Doug having self-realization ever. And it's not, nothing really spurns this on. Judy just goes, huh, and then leaves. And he's just like, what do you mean, huh? I'm not jealous, which is just like, why did that bring that on? I maybe I guess, it's just I guess the episode just needs to end. So yeah, the yeah, plot says right. that I say that now. It, Judy has very little to do with this other than her apathy. Yeah. <gasps> I don't know. I have no idea what you're doing, little brother, but if you're throwing this shit out, I will gladly steal some of it. I'm not jealous. <laughs> That's hey, nice. I- I'm Judy. Anyway. Hey, can I have Monk Monk? <laughs> <laughs> can I have that ketchup packet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, <laughs> Judy's like, Doug, why do you have my clothes in here? <laughs> anyway. We have returned once again to the Forbidden episode. <laughs> well, Doug, he's about to run out his door to go apologize to Skeeter. But what do you know? Skeeter's already at his door because he's come to apologize too. For what? Yeah, that's what Doug says. For he says, he says what? for he- what? And Skeeter's like... Yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah, Skeeter's like, I'm sh- I was showing off. He wasn't. Skeeter was mostly oblivious for this episode. Yeah. The only, the only thing 
bad that he did was uh, rightfully dunk on his friend for a weak comeback. Yeah, yeah, because because it's very funny because Skeeter is like Doug is like, well, what are you? Uh, or no, Doug is like, you know, I was being kind of a jerk, and Skeeter was like, yeah. <laughs> and Doug goes, oh, <laughs> you're a real piece of shit to me for not much of a reason, asshole. Why are you sorry, Skeet? I'm the one who got all jealous and stupid. Yeah, I know. Oh. I just love that, like, Skeeter agrees with him, and then Doug is surprised that he agrees with him. It's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I was maybe kind of showing off a little bit, and so because I wasn't entirely humble about the fact it was demonstrated I'm smarter than you are, I guess you were right to be a huge pissy baby. Yup. And so... Then Doug is like, well, I mean, I guess you're going to college then. And Skeeter's like, no, I'm not going to college because nobody there likes to play air guitar and everybody smokes. Weird (laughs) random shot at the end there. Oh, the the 90s. Is back, this a- back when you could smoke indoors, I think. I don't know. Maybe? Maybe? (laughs) <laughs> like, maybe everybody there is smoking weed, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, that feels like it was came direct from Jim Jenkins' personal distaste for college, but I have nothing to back that up beyond, if that's not it, that's just nothing. Maybe it's that, oh, maybe it's because Jocko, a.k.a. Alan Moose Leech, they do smoke because it's the way they're supposed to look cool when they put on their shades. Maybe the execs forced them to have an anti-smoking bit in here. Maybe, oh, maybe, because it's weird. Like, I don't think there's ever been a reference. Yeah, it's 93, 94, it's possible. This, I think that's around the time that those started being a thing. This would be the first in Doug's history, though, right? Yeah. But, like, the weird thing is, is that, like, college is treated as a good thing, typically, right? And, like, in this context, he's saying the reason why college itself is bad is because people there smoke. So it's showing that smoking is a sign of maturity, I guess? Yeah. And then, but so, I mean, it also looks really cool and has no negative health effects. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That is known. But it's like, okay, the the combination of nobody likes to play air guitar and everybody smokes. I think that's trying to say that they're, like, older and, coo- and like, not cooler, but, like, more mature, right? So is this saying that smoking is good? I think, I think, hmm. I think it is, and I think smoking is good. Okay. <laughs> Parody. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, are you just saying that because the jug band is brought to you by the good people of uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Marlboro? <laughs> they, they all, he looks a little bit closer, and they all have the fucking, they're like half of them are the, the camel joke. <laughs> At least one of them is the camel Joe, but a lady with big tits. Weird. <laughs> oh, no. Those two humps that are on her back. Yeah, they're not on her back anymore. Oh, my God. They're also on her back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. 
hit me with that excellent line, Lady Camel Joe. Please kill me. Uh, once we're done with the recording, I'm gonna look up Lady Joe Camel. I'm surprised that you have the discipline not to wait until after we're done. If he did right now, the sound of his jeans tearing open under the force of his boner would be hearable on mic. Right, the blast oh. from my pants is gonna knock my mic into the stratosphere. Well, Doug says, hey, let's go to the Honker Burger. Nobody smokes there. <laughs> if you've ever been to a diner, I assure you, this is not correct. Right. Well, they all just go into the ball pit, so there's no smoking in the ball pit. <laughs> True. So they get there, and Doug, the entire time that they're there, there's like a 30-second shot of Skeeter just doing hand puppets by himself again with the fry, and Doug just sitting there frowning at him. (laughs) So fucking stupid. (laughs) And Doug says that everything turned out okay, because Skeeter stayed at the school, And he says, I guess you gotta learn to accept people the way they are, even if they're smarter than you. Or something. Which is not what he did. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you have to learn to accept people for who they are, even if they violate the racial and class hierarchy by doing so. You have to accept people for who they are, if and only if they don't make any changes and don't upset your life in particular at all. And in today's journal, I realized that smoking is really fucking cool. Right. <laughs> smoking is the coolest thing ever, and also I should look into getting an adult diaper. Oh, no. Finally, today's journal, I finally fantasized about a diaper. And you know what? Finally. I'm a fan. <laughs> Let's get some shakes. Clearly, this has been our smartest episode of Doug to date. (laughs) Time to go think about Lady Joe Camel. Well, real quick, what do we think the moral is on this one? Jug band, take it away. (laughs) All right, I guess not. I I mean, I I said it earlier when he says... Uh, just because you got a bad score doesn't necessarily mean you're dumb or anything. Just because you got a good score doesn't necessarily mean you're smart or anything. I guess. Yeah, because Doug does say or something after if they're smarter uh-huh. than you. Like, as, like, and he says it in, like, a tone of, like, dismissal. <laughs> like, the Ugh. idea is, okay, people can be smarter than you, but not in a way you'd expect, and that's okay, sort of. But that's definitely not the way they were going for, because they were trying to say that, like, intelligence tests are all, like, math and shit. Because that's all that was on that test, right? Again, it's poorly thought out, because Jim Jenkins' understanding of hierarchy is poorly thought out. The idea is that your betters might be able to demonstrate their betterness to you in a host of ways. (laughs) No matter what those ways are, it is critical that you do submit. Oh, boy. All right. Well, at least if we remember that... (laughs) Okay, let's cut this one here. Also, Roger demands blood now. Indeed, yes, we do know that. He is thirsty for blood. Pure id. I like the way you describe that. Alright, well, let's cut this one here. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Your dad gives good brain? Damn. (laughs) Oh, my God. R.I.P.